Hello, 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 and welcome to Cinema Podcast episode 16. I am your host, Samuel Parsons, and joining me as always is Lev Fousey. Hello, everybody. This week, we will be ranking the live-action Star Wars films as well as talking about who would win, Superman or Captain Marvel. Yes, and uh, obviously you can't see, but Lev is absolutely having the time of his life there, dancing his head off. This guy, he's, he's a pretty good dancer. Where would you learn the moves, Lev? Um, uh, prison. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> now, that, that theme tune, that's, poss- that's probably the greatest theme tune of any anything of all time, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, as Samuel said, Today we're going to be ranking all the live-action Star Wars movies, giving you the latest movie news, um, and debating on who would win in a ultimate fight to the death, Superman or Captain Marvel. So Samuel, have you seen any OP awesome movies this week? Or I've series? seen three, I think, OP movies, and I've watched a little bit of uh, TV series as well. So I have um, watched. So I watched uh, Paddington Two. Again, uh, we watched it as, as as like a thing, youth group thing. It was very fun. Great film. It's just it's just so good. Like, I forget how good it is every time I rewatch it. Obviously, we reviewed it recently, but it is just brilliant. So if you want to hear our review on that, um, then go and find it. It's episode 12, I believe, something like that. Um, but you can just find it by going on the same, uh, whatever you're listening to this on. If you are, if anyone is listening, then hi. Um, but uh, yeah, you can easily... Um, easily listen to uh that episode but yeah uh, we got my friend joe on there who uh yeah because he's a very big Paddington 2 fan anyway um i also watched mission impossible for the first time uh, i haven't got around to watching those movies yet and yeah that was very good very good film i don't think it was maybe as good as people made it out to be i i think i for a spy movie i prefer like a thriller like a proper like thrilling like you kind of massively tense uh, action building and suddenly boom this massive sequence where it wasn't really like that but it, I, it was still it was still great I mean Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise is brilliant so um, yeah I enjoyed that movie yeah yeah I also I also watched um, Lev's gonna roll his eyes but I watched Christopher Nolan's first ever movie he rolled his no he shook his head actually he shook his head not quite roll or eye roll but he shook his head um, called Following he made in 1998 um it's black and white it's like it was incredibly low budget but oh man it's literally so good like honestly love you should check this one out i don't know what you really think of like it's smaller indie movies but it's such a good film like it's really really good yeah i'll probably watch that if i ever get access to it um, i can send you the link it's it, it's it's not it's so it's not like a studio film they he made it just uh with a with some friends so it's available for free online okay. on loads of websites so yeah you can get it easily so okay, yeah, I'll only an hour long. If you, I also, if anybody's, oh yeah, yeah wait, yeah, if anybody's new to the um, to the podcast, basically Samuel is like 
has like a bro crush on Christopher Nolan. Oh no, uh, I no, I, don't. Not... no I really don't. <laughs> okay. I just think he makes great movies. Yeah, okay, now that's a bit of an exaggeration, but he just I think Christopher Nolan's your favorite director in it. Fam. Yeah, he's got to be. I just think he hasn't made he hasn't made a bad movie. And like yeah. I don't think you can find any other director in the world that's, that has that like he literally hasn't made Except a bad Except for the will-be director, Lev Fauzi, you know, all my films are going to be great. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not, not to toot your own trumpet, of course, Lev. You're, you're, also, exactly. you're also very modest, of course. <laughs> I know, like, it's like, you can't get, it's in both sides of the uh, equation. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I also Anything watched else? a little bit of uh, Broadchurch more. I'm uh, spamming through, not spamming through, I'm smashing through season two of Broadchurch at the moment. Um, it's very good. I, a lot of me is like, ah, oh, I just love series one as this one big package because the ending is really nice. But well, I mean, it's as nice as it could be. It's about a child being murdered the whole series, so can't be that nice. But like, I think um, it's it's like it's as nice as it could be. So I think that um, a season two, I I'm really really enjoying season two. It's a very good. It's a, it's kind of as another mystery, but also carries on the story. But I just I just like. I always watch it going like, well, do we really need to see this? Like, I just liked that. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. But um, what did you think of season two, Lev, of Broadchurch? Because you've seen it. Um, personally, I loved it. I honestly don't really care. I mean, I don't. I don't okay, forget what I said. I I loved season one, but I'm happy that they made a season two because it gives us more in the universe. I don't have to just keep on rewatching the same season. And uh, I, I really, I, I like the take that they took in season two, switching it over to like a court case series, you know? Yeah, no, that is I, cool. Definitely. I just think, yeah. I just feel like it's a bit, I, uh, it's basically like Toy Story 4. Like I wish they hadn't made it, but I just enjoy, I do, I think it is good, basically. But also at the yeah, same time. I don't, I don't agree on that side because like I hate <laughs> Toy Story 4, but you know. Uh, <laughs> We'll but, get round yeah. to reviewing that. We'll get Joe back on the podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> Joe, yeah, Joe. Joe. Well, basically, anytime we do a family film, film we'll get Joe on. <laughs> That's going to be the, uh, the, the consensus. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think, um, that I think, yeah, it's, it is great. Like, it is such a good show. The acting is amazing, especially by David Tennant and Olivia Coleman. And um, I'm surprised that it's the same guy who makes Doctor Who right now because <laughs> Doctor Who sucks right now. But it's the same guy who made it, and it's like, how, did, like, how is this the same, um, a showrunner? But you know, um, it's just a great show, really. I can't. I'm just enjoying it. I also watch more Friends, but that's an ongoing thing. And I also watch more Doctor Who, and that's an ongoing thing. So we won't uh, go into too much into that. So what did you watch this week, Lev? Um, big news. Started WandaVision. Um, finally got uh, access to that, um, and then uh, I watched Interstellar. I um, I honestly don't think I watched that much this week other than Interstellar and WandaVision. Uh, yeah. No, I actually finished it in one day. <laughs> I thought you only uh, have yeah. like three minutes left or something. No, I have nine minutes left of it. Oh, okay. I've, uh, but, I've, but I watched until there was nine minutes left in one day. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, just WandaVision and Interstellar, sadly. So let's get into first segment of today with the news. Oh, yes. Okay. 
So we don't have that much news. We have a little bit, but we were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel, really, as you'll see in a couple of news stories time. But anyway, uh, our first bit of news, which is actually a bit newsworthy, is that uh, there have been two new short trailers released for the Justice League cut. No, sorry, it's for, Snyder, for Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. Um, obviously, we've covered that film a lot on the um, on the whole on the podcast. Uh, I'm, we're, we're both well. I'm definitely massively looking forward to it. I think Levers as well. But um, yeah, I think that this this new these new little snippets of trailers they look. I mean, especially they've made two. One's about Batman and Superman, and one's about Aquaman. And the Batman and Superman one, I really like. Like we see this epic, massive tank vehicle that Batman has. It just looks awesome. Um, and but the, the I think the Aquaman, the Aquaman one, like like I don't love Aquaman as a character. He's just I, he's definitely my least favorite member of the Justice League. Um, I think he's just not as wow. I, I don't know. He's just like I, lo- I, I like Aquaman. He, I don't know. I definitely don't. I definitely cut, I couldn't stand him in the. It's not in the Whedon cut of Justice League, and he's all right in his own yeah. movie. But I think in this, I hope I hope Snyder will improve him. But um, yeah, I don't. I just don't. I just I think my problem with him is they try to make him so cool, but it's just it's like they try way too hard to make him cool. Like he has all this. Yeah, tri- I get what you mean. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. I think but I do. I do I really like. I, I do like really like. What's the name of the guy who plays him? It's like Jason. Jason something. Jason Momoa. I think. Momoa. Yeah, that's it. Jason yeah. Momoa. Um, I think I like I really like him in the role. He just looks like he has so much fun, especially in the actual movie. Like the actual movie, although it has its problems, it is just fun. Like it's a mess, but it's fun. So that and and as opposed to like Batman versus Superman, which is a mess. It's still has some good moments, but it isn't fun. It's just like a yeah. mess with a few good yeah, moments. Exactly. Whereas Aquaman whereas Aquaman, I would rewatch that because it is fun. And it doesn't kind of reach the highs for me as Batman versus Superman. But it it is it's just more fun, really. But yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because obviously I don't know how they're gonna play into how much they're gonna do with Aquaman in the just in the Snyder Cut because obviously a lot of the stuff that it looks like Zach was planning to do with Aquaman, Whedon didn't do in the end, which meant that it happened in the Aquaman film. But now obviously Snyder is making the film. Like, what's gonna happen? Because it looks like there's going to be like a search for the trident that happened in Aquaman. There's going to be I, like uh, the the poster, the poster because uh, they also released a couple of posters for for one for Aquaman, one for Batman, um, in black and white because they're actually making a black and white version of this film, which sounds awesome. Um, but I think the he's wearing that that suit that he gets in Aquaman the film, so it's like which one is going to be canon? And I think I think is it is it the Whedon cut that's going to be canon? And the Snyder cut. I think. Is gonna be... I think. I think the Snyder cut's going to be a uh, spit, like not spin off, but stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I think, think that's a good thing. Be... Yeah, I think the it Whedon looks like it's going to be really crazy. With like, there'll be a cliffhanger that's never going to be resolved, and um, that's what that's what uh, Snyder said. And obviously, that's going to be the whole nightmare future, which looks awesome. Um, but yeah, oh, I just can't wait for this film. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it as well. And um, there's going to be a uh, Justice is Grey version of the Snyder Cut where the entirety of it is going to be in black and white, which will be cool. Um, I'll, I'll, I Honestly, I think in the end, I'll probably be watching the black and white version more than the color version <laughs> because I'm a I weirdo. Think- but, I think the first uh, I, I don't I love black and white. I watched Classic Doctor Who like the uh, following the movie I watched by Christian Nolan earlier in the week. That's black and white. 
I do like black and white. But um, I think the first time I watched it in color, because the, spe- the special effects look mind blowing. But I think um, I, I, I will also love to see the black and white version because black and white is cool. Yeah, I like black and white movies. Like Charlie Chaplin. Oh, yeah. Best. Brilliant. What a lad. Uh, so yeah, um, another bit of news. Marvel is reportedly working on a new X-Men movie titled The Mutants. Um, I mean, not really much to say about this. Um, we'll keep it short. There's barely any news about it. All we know is that they're probably making a new X-Men reboot. Um, obviously, we're not going to have the lad Hugh Jackman in his Wolverine, which will be quite depressing. Um, and there's really, really, there's literally no news on it other than that it's going to be developed. So uh, stay tuned for maybe a 2023, 2024, 2025. I have no idea. Um, um, new X-Men movie, but by Marvel, not by, uh, is it Fox? Yeah, think, Fox. Yeah. Who would you get to play yeah, all the X-Men? Um, um, out of the main ones... Um, we obviously, we can't go Tom through the whole Hardy. plot. I wouldn't mind Tom Hardy as Wolverine. Absolutely, I, I think he's the only pick for me. You know that. You know that ice guy, the the guy that has like ice powers. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. I feel like Idris Elba could be really cool as that role. Yeah, only like problem he's Heimdall in the already in the MCU. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, forgot about that. Um, Storm. Who would I have as Storm? Believe. Okay, like I won't spoil One Division. All I'm saying, I won't spoil One Division. Oh, so they brought back Storm. Well, mm. well, okay. So I'll just okay. Can I can I spoil a tiny <laughs> bit? To spoil it, a spoiler warning. I'm gonna watch it anyway soon. So yeah. yeah oh, wait, are you sure, Lev? Are you sure, Lev? It's not like a big. It's not sure. big sure. Okay, so you know. Okay, so spoiler warning from here. So you know how Monica Ram. You know Monica Rambo. Have you seen? Oh, you, you haven't seen her yet. So you know, so you know Captain Marvel's daughter. No, sorry, you yeah. know Captain Marvel's friend's daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she I, I, is I it. She's in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's in One Division, and she okay. gets powers, and they're an they're an awful lot like Storms. So I have a feeling okay, that so, she will okay. that she Got will you. become Storm. Like I, I have I have a feeling that she'll become okay. Storm. Okay. But I, okay. but um. Apart from that, oh, like Professor X, who are we gonna have? Professor yeah, yeah, yeah. X? That's that's yeah. a big one. They need a good yeah. Professor X. Yeah. I we would say, good hear me guy. out, Michael Caine, <laughs> Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. What's his face? What's his face? What's his face? Oh, uh, I just had such a good idea. No, I can't remember no, who it was. Think- I think Morgan Freeman's The Hobbit, let's be honest. So. No, not Morgan Freeman. Oh, man, I meant Morgan... Um, who did I mean? No, yeah, no, 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 Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's not The Hobbit. <laughs> I know. There's this meme. Oh, yeah. from Morgan. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Yeah, okay. he'd be kind of yeah. cool. So, yeah. Yeah, we've got a uh, The Mutants movie in works at Marvel. We'll see how that comes out. And we've got only one more piece of news, guys, sadly. What is it, Samuel? Okay, this is not very thrilling, but it'll do. We needed news. And unlike Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is uh, cast as Jiminy Cricket in the live-action Pinocchio film. And I, my, my mind was blown. They're ma- firstly, they're making a live-action Pinocchio. Oh, I just don't, I get, I just I, don't think sad. it'll it's, work. 
it's obvious. It's obvious. It's for the move. It's for the money. But yeah, it's just a cash I mean, grab. I think All these live action remakes are so annoying. We could have some cool, realistic whale scenes, maybe. Yeah, and know. also it's a realistic nose lengthening. Yeah, I think the Pinocchio animation could be pretty cool in live action, but it is kind of. That's what this is. Just yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Pinocchio could be really cool. Uh, yeah, like I just it's like such a cast grab. It's so annoying. But that's the problem. Yeah, the same with like Wizard of Oz and everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, wait, Joseph. Uh, wait, Jiminy Cricket is the old guy. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. I haven't watched those films in ages. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I have. I'm not. I'm not really. Pinocchio, to be honest, I'm not a huge Disney fan. Yeah, I, I like a few ones. There's only like a certain few that I can bear watching, like Beauty and the Beast, Pinocchio, and uh, Peter Pan. Those are the ones I can watch. No, no, Others... hey, hang on, hang on. No, Jiminy Cricket is the little small guy. Oh. Okay, yeah, got you. So yeah, there's going to be a uh, live-action Pinocchio with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as uh, Jiminy Cricket. So... A uh, bit of a boring section there, but time to get into the real juice, guys. Um, it's time for Franchise Frenzy with Captain Marvel versus Superman. That's right, Franchise Frenzy this week is between Superman and Captain Marvel, the two big, um, massive, uh, really overpowered characters from DC and Marvel, respectively. Uh, so we've got Captain Marvel from Marvel. I mean, it's in the name. And we've got Superman from DC. Um, and yeah, we will be taking um, uh, Captain Marvel from Endgame and Superman from Man of Steel or Batman vs Superman. I think we'll do the DCAU version because he seems... I mean, obviously, the original one is very powerful, but I don't know those films as well as I know the DCAU, unfortunately. Yeah, the original it. Superman is so OP that he can uh, turn the Earth. Like, it can make the Earth rotate the wrong way. So um, Yeah, that is a bit ridiculous. That's how OP the original Superman is from Superman Returns and Superman... So uh, I don't think we're going to take that Superman into account. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So basically, Captain Marvel versus Superman. We've got a lot of um, powers on both sides. So we're just going to give you their uh, stats first before we start discussing. So Captain Marvel is 56 in Endgame. Superman is around 38 in uh, uh, Batman versus Superman slash Justice League, I guess. Um, Captain Marvel is five foot seven. Superman is six foot three. So there's a bit of quite a big height difference between uh, uh, Superman and Captain Marvel. And then uh, now let's get straight into the powers. Okay, guys, this is going to be quite a big one. So Captain Marvel has the power of flight, flash precognition, which is like a seventh sense that allows Carol to react or counter her opponent's next move. Um, she's got toxin immunity, so she won't get poisoned. She's got photonic blasts, uh, so she can like shoot, which you saw in Captain Marvel, she can shoot energy beams. 
Um, she has energy absorption, so she can absorb different energies, which will enhance her own powers. Uh, she can regenerate her, like, like she has enhanced healing. Uh, and she has minor molecular control. So she can use her absorbed energy to transfer, to transform uh, her regular clothing into her costume which, uh, and vice versa. So and also, let's just, yeah. let's just add um, some other things that aren't on there, which is uh, she can breathe in space and she can like basically smash up spaceships like she can just fly into them basically yeah, that, like a basically like a living tort like a living nuke late, uh, yeah nuke basically she's pretty yeah. powerful so yeah uh, that's a list of uh, carol danvers aka um, captain marvel now let's get into superman so superman has solar absorption he can uh, he draws basically his source of power is the sun he draws all his power from the sun um, he's got a godly physique. So by having solar energy, it enhances his strength and speed to the point where he can push planets and easily move faster than light. So that's quite impressive. Yeah, got, it's, a bit, it's a little bit impressive. Yeah. Um, he's got an infinite mass punch because like, since he can go over the speed of light, he can vibrate his fist just under the speed of light and completely destroy people's faces by just punching them super fast, um, which is just tinsy bit OP, you know? Um, it's got a solar shield. So since he has solar energy, it extends from him and it can uh, help protect, it can help uh, make big blows from characters like the Hulk feel less strong, I guess. Uh, he can fly, uh, same with Carol, she can fly. He's got enhanced vision uh, so he can like recognize DNA. He can peer into outer space. He can see people's souls, and he has 4D vision, guys. 4D, <laughs> not even 3D. He's got 4D vision. Um, so he's got. He's also got heat vision. So he's got like thermal vision. Uh, he's got a super flare, so he can like shoot blasts of like sun energy to explode things. He's got X-ray vision. There's a lot of visions here, guys. He's got X-ray vision, so he can see through things except for lead. He can see through anything except lead. Um, he's got microscopic vision, so he can see things on the molecular le level. He's got super hearing, so he can hear things from space. He's got super breath. He can he can he can exhale and and that uh, and he blows his exhale is so strong that it can knock down armies of foes he's got freeze breath which can freeze basically anything he's a master martial artist he's been trained in various martial arts for uh, uh by batman wonder woman he's also trained in two kryptonian martial arts uh and it and uh, one of those leaves him immune to psychic attacks. Attacks. Um, last three powers. He can go into the theta state, uh, where he becomes hyper aware of his surroundings, increasing his reaction time and thought process beyond anything normal. He's got mental resistance, so he can like stop people uh, going into his brain. And then he's got a keen mind, uh, so he 
basically is a strong leader, wise tactician, and he's good at like deceiving people. So that's wow. their powers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that, that's quite a bit of powers, guys. So Samuel, would you like to give um, uh, Captain Marvel's weaknesses and I'll do Superman's? Okay, yeah, so we've got, um, she doesn't honestly have that many weaknesses in the in the films that we've seen. In the comics, she has a bunch, like, uh, she's uh, she is susceptible to telepathic attacks and immensely powerful magic. Um, she can't, yeah, she can't absorb um, too much energy. Uh, her binary form operates under a time limit. Um, she... Uh, she's gone through periods of alcohol of uh, of alcoholism. Ah, alcoholism. Ah, I can't say that word. Um, you know what it is. Um, alcoholism. The, alcoholism. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, not whatever that is. Basically, she gets drunk a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what that is. So basically, yeah, I think. But honestly, a lot of like, I I don't think, and it's one of the. I mean, no, I know we're not actually reviewing their characters, but one of the main problems with her character in the movies is that she has no weaknesses, and like. Even on a character, like, and yeah, I don't think she really has that many weaknesses in the in the in the films. I mean, I guess, yeah, I she yeah. Anyway, we won't go into that, but yeah, I, I let's just say let's just say let's just go it go out full comic wise. So all the things I just listed, she's weak. That's her weaknesses. And then Superman, he has very few weaknesses, which are, um, yeah yeah red his, sun his radiation. Weaknesses. Green yeah. kryptonite that kills him, red kryptonite that strips him of his powers, and some magic. And plus, um, when he is not on Earth or not under a yellow sun, he um, he's, he doesn't have his powers. So it's only because he's under a yellow sun that he gets his powers. Yeah. Um, so many people might think that green kryptonite is the only kryptonite out there. Um, you guys are um, not correct on that side. There's also red kryptonite. So green kryptonite is what we see mostly in the movies, which is the only thing that can like go through his skin and kill him, make him bleed, you know. And then red kryptonite takes away his powers, even if he's underneath a a, a red a, a yellow sun. Yeah. So, um, so in my opinion, there should be more movies with red kryptonite because that would be awesome. But yeah. yeah. So I just want more, you... more modern day super Superman movies. They just need to. They yeah. need to because I feel I actually but think also, Man I feel of Steel like they should is make him... so underrated. Yeah, they should make him less OP though, because a little bit. Yeah, Superman is so strong, guys. Well, like, that's one thing I reckon that... they should yeah, have they it. Should they should have him, it like Thor. And I think Thor. They've done Thor so well. Like Thor is so overpowered. But they've made him slowly discover yeah. bits of his power, and that I think that yeah, he still well. gets defeated in fights. Though. Like that's what I like about Thor. He still yeah. get he can he's still able to be beaten even though he's super OP. Exactly. So yeah, who okay, who do you think would win in a fight to the death between uh, Captain Marvel and Superman if we chucked them into our um, self-named by us uh, character coliseum um, uh, who do you think would uh, win in an ultimate 1v1 to the death okay here we go so Superman is my first answer just plain Superman would absolutely destroy Carol in most ways apart from if I think if Carol went if if, Car if they both flew up well, so if Carol like flew really high into space and led um, Clark into space 
then she would stand the chance because she is really, I mean, she's a cosmic superhero. She's incredibly powerful in space. But on Earth, it's, I mean, Superman would absolutely destroy her. Like, yeah, he, that, would, that he, would, he would absolutely whoop yeah. her butt. Like, it would be, a, it would be, it would yeah, be hilariously quick. The whole point of Superman is that, like, he's stronger on Earth. And, like, every, all the villains he fight against are, like, I don't know, weaker on Earth, I guess. <laughs> and he's always got his, earthness in him that just helps him destroy things um i think one thing that captain marvel could do is bring any kind of kryptonite and that would be pretty cool but yeah let's be honest i think that's kind of breaking the rules yeah i mean actually last week mr bean bought in a snickers but saying that that, doesn't count as a that doesn't count as a weapon yeah and also a bit of feedback on that that uh that you're not allowed to bring anything with you you know no, no, no. Uh, what but... it was, what it was, is, is Seth, uh, one of the members of our Discord server. He said that um, uh, that what, but Mister Bean's so stupid that he probably forgot to bring Snickers and left it on the train, <laughs> which is a great comment. Well done, Seth. Great comment. But um, uh, I reckon, just just to just continue that, I reckon that um, even if he forgot one, he would try and find the tuck shop in the character Coliseum and then steal a Snickers and boom. Anyway, that's besides the point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, if Carol somehow get got um, uh, kryptonite, then maybe. But obviously, kryptonite's never a weapon that we've seen her use before, so I don't think it would be allowed. Um, but yeah, I think it's Superman's game. Look, I think he's just so powerful that surely, yeah, like, it would be actually a really fun battle to watch because it would just be a really cool battle to watch. Really, they're both yeah. like laser I shooting think, crazy people. Yeah. So yeah, I think cool. what we've been saying in past franchise friends is we've been having one character that goes in guns blazing, and I feel like that would be uh, uh, Captain Marvel this time. Uh, it would be the only way in, she could win. Like, yeah, that would probably yeah. be the only way if she could win. If she could overwhelm Superman. No, 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 no. I think like... I think they'd bring him bring him into space. That would be if yeah. I if I were Captain Marvel, take Superman, the yeah, bring him into take space. the battle, take the battles of space. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh. So I think that would probably be the only way she's able to kill Superman. Uh. But in basically every other instant, Superman could freeze her, use his laser vision punch her in the face with her with his um, super speed punch he can run around after like uh, beyond the speed of light which would just make carol have no idea where he is he could uh, yeah he, he has lots of powers to choose from he has like millions millions of ways he could uh, kill her and that's not even like that's just like one using one power <laughs> so yeah and then in the end he's got like indestructible skin so um, yeah he's basically unkillable without kryptonite he's basically unkillable yeah so in the end i think uh captain marvel would probably win one percent of the time i think even and less then, to be honest mm, yeah maybe one percent let's give it one percent. maybe one percent and then superman would win 99 percent um yeah so yeah that's um end of franchise frenzy but we did get some uh, uh google form results from the discord server if you haven't joined our discord server join it today in the description down below it's free um <laughs> so uh yeah um we've got we do google forms over there for your people's opinion 
on uh, on uh, on our episode topics, and you also able to uh, uh, giving suggestions for future franchise frenzies. Um, so yeah, uh, form results. So it was a unanimous vote vote from three people. Um, everyone voted for Superman, uh, which um, is understandable. Uh, so we got votes from Joe, Abigail, and Seth. Um, thank you, so, guys. Yeah, thank you for voting. Helps a lot. And uh, yeah, that's basically the end of Franchise Frenzy for today, unless you have anything to add. Yes, if you would like to vote, then just join our Discord server and get the form. But we'll talk more about the Discord server and other stuff later. But yeah, so that's it for Franchise Frenzy. And until next time, um, keep Franchise Frenzying. Franchise frenzy. Okay, here we go. Um, next segment is the review. Not not review. A ranking this week. Did you know we actually have a schedule and we have like one week we do review, one week we do ranking, one week we do review, and then like another one. And that's pretty cool, don't you think, listeners? Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I I I I don't know our schedule, so uh, neither yeah. do I. But we have one. <laughs> no, we have we have a we have a rotation. Yeah, we That's have a all, rotation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we do. Uh, so, yeah. So, today, we're going to be uh, ranking all of the Star Wars movies. Um, I don't think that was very requested, but it is very cool because um, Samuel is a massive Star Wars fan. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a Star, I'm a Star Wars fan, not in the sense of massiveness, but I, I do enjoy the movies. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, um, just before we get into it, number one, yeah. first thing to say, it's just the live action movies, not the Clone Wars movie. I, like, I love the Clone Wars TV series, but I just haven't got around to the movie yet. I can't be bothered to watch it. Early Clone Wars isn't my favourite thing. I did watch like the first 20 minutes of the Clone Wars movie. Honestly, it wasn't amazing, to be honest. Yeah, so, the, the Clone yeah. Wars, the Clone Wars is the kind of thing that this show is way better than the movie and it gets like the show starts off like the show starts off great but like it ends like phenomenally the last few seasons are absolutely phenomenal but um yeah i think yeah. uh we'll just we'll just keep it to the live action ones because i really can be bothered to watch the clone wars movie um yeah so yeah, yeah. we're going to be ranking them from uh, worst to best one being the best um 11 being the worst um, and we are including we are the counting. Star Wars stories, so we're including Rogue One yeah. Solo. And yeah. um, we're doing this is a lot of pretext. Uh, and also, um, this is taking in both of our opinions. So I disagree with this list a lot, and Lev I think also disagree disagrees with in some areas. But uh, we this is I think this is quite balanced between so our this was opinions. debated over for like half an hour. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, we, it's uh, just, I think it's as balanced uh, between us as it could be. But yeah, yeah we, 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 we will say a, when we uh, disagree. Yeah, if we had a list of each of our rankings, this episode would probably never end. So, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we are going to start off with the worst, um, uh, which is um, Rise of Skywalker, a newest Star Wars movie, the third in the sequel series, probably the most hated Star Wars movie of all time, and uh, completely understandable why. I'm going to be honest. It's just opinion, terrible. Exactly. <laughs> in story of like the storyline, I honestly didn't understand any of it, like at all. 
I had no idea what was going on in the movie. It was I as if basically... I was, it was as if I was watching someone uh, having a dream, and it was like a tiny kid who's just watched uh, uh, watched uh, Star Wars for the first time, and he has this Star Wars themed dream where he becomes <laughs> all of the Jedi and he fights all of the Sith and it's like what the uh, it was just yeah uh, I think yeah I think really what it was I think is basically the the rest of the sequels just set up but it's basically making bringing back the Jedi v Sith con, con, uh, conflict anyway which we'll get into when we talk about Force Awakens um was just a stupid idea because it takes away from the Return of the Jedi chosen one thing of the, of the first six films and uh, it's really annoying, and, and Rise of Skywalker, it, like, I just don't think it could have succeeded unless they kept the vision from Last Jedi, which the original Episode Nine did, and I think the original Episode Nine actually sounds pretty awesome. But I think another major problem is it was so unplanned. Like this with the whole sequels, but obviously Rise of Skywalker just gets it worst. Like they did not know what they were going to do in Force Awakens. Ray was going to be a Kenobi in Last Jedi. Ray was going to be a nobody, which is the, easily the best decision. Uh, and then in episode nine, she was going. She suddenly was a Palpatine. Bringing Palpatine back, eh, I just it was just blatant fan service, but not good fan service like Endgame. It, Basically, it didn't make sense. We literally yeah. saw him die. It's exactly. like the whole point. The whole point of the last movie was that Palpatine died. Exactly, and, and it was annoying it because it was like it was like, and he was he was so strong as well. Yeah, like, they didn't even they didn't even say how he came back in the film like that was dismissed stupid yeah, all he ever. did was just sit there on some throne surrounded by like a million star destroyers yeah like where did they come from where did it the didn't make any from? sense the entire movie made no sense yeah it was so bad it was like it was like the worst thought through it was like basically it felt yeah. like a terribly like a terribly well a terribly like a terribly thought through fan fiction but it wasn't. It was the real movie. Like, it was there, like is, a fan there are a million better ways Star Wars could have ended. Like the original episode nine Ugh. was is I really like. Like I've I've um I've I've uh, read the script and it's really good. Like yeah. it's not. Once I, I don't think it can to, necessarily uh, save the Once sequel, we get to Force Awakens, I'm going to give you some. Yeah, once we get to Force Awakens, I'll give you some cool um, stuff about that. But you're not there. Yet, huh. So, but yeah, I think just it just doesn't. It's just. Like this is this is like cut below every other Star Wars film. Like there are there's like there's like the really 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 good ones, and then the fine ones, and then the bad ones, and then there's Rise of Skywalker. Like it's literally, <laughs> literally so <laughs> bad. Like I don't know what they were thinking. It's so rushed. It's so. I mean, at least oh. there is a a, a so, I think, thankfully, since there is a completely rubbish Star Wars movie. We can appreciate the Star Wars movies that we thought were rubbish before yeah, Rise of exactly. Skywalker. So, yeah, that's good. Well, I, I'm very and, much uh, glad about the love that Last Jedi's got after. Well, not the love, just the less hate <laughs> that um that Last Jedi's got after Rise of Skywalker. But yeah, it's just awful. Like nothing will What's, save it. Yeah, let's just let's, let's just, just move on because it's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, what's what's number ten? <laughs> ten is uh well okay so in Lev's opinion. It's The Last Jedi. In my opinion, it's uh, Force Awakens. And we went with Force Awakens because Lev got a lot of say uh, on the top of the list. So Force Awakens, like, it's a it's a great film. Like, it's very enjoyable. Very, very, very fan service-y. And, it, and like, I, would, I could re-watch this film anytime and really enjoy it and have fun with it. 
it's just so unimaginative. Like they could have done something so cool with the sequels. They could have. I I, I don't think they should have really continued the Empire Rebel thing because it's just yeah. such a blatant copy. You want it? Okay. Here's what the cool thing I was going to say is. Did you know that after uh, George is it George Lucas? Yeah. Yeah. He sold uh, Lucasfilm to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And when Disney was making the sequel trilogy, like before they made Force Awakens, uh, George Lucas came in, like they, they asked him to come in to give them ideas. And he gave them a idea for a plot of having the entire sequel trilogy be about the Force, like entities, like, like that's the main theme about yeah. like the Force spirits, not, not Force spirits, but the... Uh, the like i guess gods of the uh, celestials the overpowered beings of the star wars universe uh like the spiritual level of star wars universe uh that was what the original uh, that was what george lucas's idea for the uh, sequel trilogy was going to be about and uh they uh they literally let him give them all of that script idea all of that plot idea and then they just went in the complete opposite direction and just rebooted the original trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. that was kind of mean, but um, he, he I... yeah, and also on that on that original sequel trilogy plan from George Lucas, they were going to have Darth Maul as the main villain, and like they were going to take away like a lot of the Jedi Sith battle because like Anakin was still the chosen one, but it was more about um, the the New Republic trying to grapple the rates of crime in the galaxy which just after watching stuff like mandalorian is so cool i wish you could have seen that and i think the force the for the, the like very deep force stuff then i'd have been down for that basically why did they do this <laughs> is like i think the force <laughs> um, awakens like like it, it could have been it like, a... like no one i don't think anyone properly massively hates this film but it but just, no one likes it like, yeah, no, no one, one really likes it. it because it just sets up it's just setting up disaster. Like, it's setting up nothing. Yeah, else. one thing I really hated throughout the sequel trilogy was in the first movie, they set up Finn, the uh, former stormtrooper, to have such a good like, I know. character in the future films. And then in the third film and the second film, it's like, he, he, it's like did they forget about him or something? He I just, know. Like, and it was the, the, most, the most annoying thing about it is, uh, going back to Rise of Skywalker a second, in Rise of Skywalker, he met that girl, that woman, who turned out to be Lando's daughter, that they didn't even say in the film. You had to read a book to know that, which is just crazy. But anyway, <laughs> um, the... Um, uh, Finn... So, yeah, Finn, like, Finn met another ex-stormtrooper, but then was just going on slaughtering stormtroopers. Like, what was the point? Like, it was... Oh. And I think... I think actually saying that a lot of the problem with the um, with that, like with Finn's character, is the fact that it was pretty much wrapped up already in Force Awakens. Like it, it, it wasn't like that's my that's my problem with it. The character arcs feel done, which which makes yeah. it very hard, very very hard they for the Last Jedi to yeah. continue them. They didn't have any idea. Like they just had no idea what they. Were yeah, doing it just wasn't planned. Like that was the problem. Yeah. Like I, they, I they know, just wanted Disney them. Really... They just wanted. Yeah, Disney just wanted a Star Wars trilogy for themselves. Yeah, because so. D- Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray, literally said in an interview, "Oh yeah, so uh, in Force Awakens she was a Kenobi. In Last Jedi she was a nobody. And in, uh, in Rise of Skywalker 
she was going to be a Palpatine. Then they're like, ah, nah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. Like, this is this is Star Wars. You can't make a Star Wars trilogy without planning. Like, the prequels, they're all, they're meticulously planned, those first six films. Yeah. And the, they the work. The quality of like, acting in the prequels isn't yeah. amazing, but yeah, it's the prequels, still... Like, filmmaking-wise, like the, the plot, suck, but the plot's amazing. Yeah, but the plot is actually awesome, and I and I really like the plot of the, pre- of the prequels. I don't like the acting as much, but I love the plot. Like, I, the plot is just awesome. And that is, the, especially also with the original trilogy, the plot is awesome. And that's the whole problem with the sequels. All the Star Wars films to date have had awesome plots. And then comes the sequel trilogy, which has literally no plot. So yeah. they, were, uh, they, <laughs> so, they just didn't think yeah. it through. They did not plan it. And that is so annoying. <laughs> like, let's just get why? It. Yeah, let's go on to let's it. Just... Okay, do you so want to read episode nine? Yeah. I've got, yeah. Uh, Samuel's favorite of the sequel trilogy, <laughs> uh, Last Jedi. Um, I mean, thoughts on it? It wasn't that bad. I mean, uh, I, I, I didn't really like what they did with Luke, to be honest, because Luke was such a nice character in the original uh, trilogy, and then they turned him into this guy who just hates everyone, and he hates <laughs> he hates the Jedi or whatever. And he's so mean and everything, and that that was the, that was really the main thing uh, that I didn't like about the Last Jedi. I honestly didn't mind the rest of it. It was just the uh, the the Luke storyline because the original trilogy had just made him such a good character, and they just ruined his character, in my opinion. But other than that, I did enjoy the Last Jedi quite a bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I so I think that this film from a just a pure filmmaking perspective, like I'm quite into filmmaking and it is absolutely amazing from that. Like all the I mean, like, just, just like the visuals are um, like just it's probably it's easily the best looking Star Wars film and some of the visual effects as well, like they're just amazing. They, it's such a great film to look at. And that's that's number one reason why I actually quite like this film. Number two is I think it gives us flawed heroes. I don't really like what they did with Luke. I think they went a little too far, but especially with like Poe Dameron making him like overthrow the thing. Like he's a flawed character in this, and I really like it like that. Like it's like Star Wars has always been very like black and white. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. And Last Jedi finally did something different, and that is I think that's why I think Last Jedi is the best is because it did something different. It dared to do something different. And yeah, we did. Yes, see, it we did. Were, we were we were very confused on if Kylo Ren was a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, like that is I, that is just uh, I think Kylo Ren is is a good character. I think they've ruined him in Rise of Skywalker, but they ruined everyone in Rise of Skywalker. So you know, but um, yeah, I think I I just think it's so over uh, so underrated because yes, it kind of ruined Luke, but the the actual like space Odyssey stuff like of just the the rebellion uh, the resistance sorry getting absolutely destroyed. Is just awesome, and which is why it's even more annoying in Rise of Skywalker how they're suddenly okay again. Like, come on, what is this? Um, like, yeah, I think, and I think to be honest, Last Jedi's main problems is in its predecessor, Force Awakens. Force Awakens set it up so badly that they had to keep going with this whole Empire rebooted thingy and um, Luke being a hermit thing, like. Like Luke, like they did, like uh, Force Awakens set up Luke being a hermit. Last Jedi didn't. Like that was Force Awakens that set up that. Like, I think people yeah. people don't people don't give Last Jedi enough credit. Like, I just think it's a decent um, I think it's a decent it's a decent film. Yeah, 
Yep, in the end. It's not great Star Wars, but it's it's not a bad film. Yeah. So uh so yeah, number eight, is it? Yeah. What is yep. number eight, Sam? Number eight is Attack of the Clones, episode two. From two thousand and two. Yeah, I think this film it kind of it's a great story. Like I love the start of the Clone Wars. I love the Clone Wars show yeah. as well. It's a really it's a, it's a bridge. It's a bridge between the movies of the prequels, I think. Yeah. But that's what, that's what I saw it as. This film it's such it's just a terrible it's a terribly made film. Like that's the problem with it. It's it's a terribly made film in pretty much every way. The visual effects, the acting, the writing, dialogue uh, yeah, just pretty much all terrible. Like, like especially the romance between yeah. Anakin I and mean, Padme it, is just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Sam. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, that, that is a bit creepy. To be honest. And guys everywhere. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, man. It's just. I think so one stupid. thing that was a bit. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I think was a bit weird was like how the Jedi are good guys, and then we get this huge sequence of them just completely slaughtering bad guys, <laughs> like. <laughs> no, but the no. thing is, the, the great thing about the prequel trilogy for me is that the Jedi are kind of bad. Like they're very corrupt, and that yeah, it did, it did need yeah. it did need like the Republic did need to be overthrown. Like it just did. So in a way, the Empire was right. Then it went too far, obviously, and was stupid. But yeah, I think um, I think yeah. Attack of the Clones is very underrated because the story is great. Yeah, and it's not it's bad just, actually. Like yeah. it's just it's just out of all of the Star Wars movies, it's lower on the list because the others are so good. But it's yeah. not a really and also, bad film. And like, also, like, no, no shit. I mean, you know, it, it is like filmmaking wise, it's terrible. Like <laughs> it just is. But um, I think that's that's a bit that's the last two uh, prequels. <laughs> oh no no phantom menace is an awful film as well it's just it's just well, no, I, love, I love phantom phantom yeah you know it's good fun don't get me wrong it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, a badly yeah. made film but yeah so that's all the prequels to be honest that's most of star wars honestly like not many of them are well-made films but anyway yeah. um Sad. yeah i think that yeah this one's just a bit underrated but it's it's kind of terrible but just fun and it's a good start to the clone wars and it's just yeah cool. so number seven is um, the first, the second Star Wars story film, uh, Solo, origin story of Han Solo. Um, honestly, it wasn't amazing, but it was not bad. Like, I, I enjoyed watching it. Like, I'm going to be honest, it was very enjoyable. It might not have been amazing Star Wars, but I really, I, I'm going to be honest, I enjoyed it. It might be a bit controversial, but I honestly don't care. I enjoyed watching Solo, um, I think. I think it was just an enjoyable movie. You don't really need to, it doesn't have to be a great plot, doesn't have to be great anything. As long as as long as you have fun from it, that's just what I'm gonna really say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I basically agreed. I think it it was very unnecessary. Like I wasn't going like, where did Han Solo get those dice that you see in like one shot? Or like, what's the Kessel run? Or like I think that's one problem I have with this film actually, is it just tries to it tries to do so much like in one movie he beats the castle run gets the dice meets lando meets chewie gets the falcon um there's probably more but yeah like it's just and then it has a story in itself and i think it's very enjoyable like don't get me wrong i do enjoy this film and it's actually a pretty good film especially considering the behind the scenes uh terrible things that went on like I, it's actually surprising that this film turned out this good um and I did be yeah, my problem with it is I did not I did not care about this kind of stuff. I wish we could have got a Boba Fett movie. Now we are getting a Boba Fett show. I'm not so bothered because 
we're getting a Boba Fett show and we've got this, but there are just, I think there are so many more characters that we, that we wanted to see more of than Han Solo. Because he got a whole trilogy where he yeah. was big in it. And he's an idiot, yeah, like, he's yeah. a cool character, but he's not one that I want to know every single thing about. Yeah, I think it was, we were happy with having the mystery. We didn't need to know what the Kessel Run was. Yeah. Like, like, like the whole point was that we don't know what the Kessel Run is. <laughs> so, Precisely. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, what is number six? And I'm going to be honest with you. If you want to flip number six. Oh, hang on, hang five, on, hang on. Very ahead. sorry, very sorry, very sorry. Just going to interrupt you. We've got some new news. Just come out literally now. We've okay. got another. We've got another one yeah. of those. Um, another one of those Zack Snyder black and white posters and trailers, but this time for the Flash. And he looks pretty cool. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but it, um, yeah. But there you go. Okay. Just to yeah. know that. Uh, we don't. Okay. Sorry about that. I could have. I completely interrupted you. But we don't <laughs> want it. We don't. We don't want to get wrong news here at the Cinema Podcast. So yes, there is now a Flash one. Exactly. So yeah, that's all good. Yeah. So Samuel. Feel free to switch number six and number five around. What is number six? Okay, I will. I will go with. I'll go with what you say because yeah, uh, we've got number six. According to Lev, I would put this film a lot higher. But according to Lev, Revenge of the Sith episode three. Personally, I really, really like this film. Not all of it. I think the fact that Anakin turned to the dark side because this old guy who says do it, um, uh, duped him and made him um, uh, because of because of this woman, like. Yeah, like Darth Vader turned bad because yeah, old yeah. guy said do was, it. Like, yeah. uh, really? Like that's. I think. I think <laughs> um, that's my I only problem it's like with it. He didn't get a job. He didn't get a job promotion, so he killed all his co-workers. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and like, yeah, like, oh, I just feel like this is very close to being very good. And actually, I know that Lev doesn't like the acting in this film, but I think Hayden Christensen is actually pretty good. I'm not. I won't lie. I think he's pretty good in this film. I don't think he's very good in Attack of the mm. Clones, but I think he's pretty good in this film. Natalie Portman's yeah, okay, I mean, but it's kind of annoying. I'm, Padme was I'm a really good cool character in, Atta- in Attack of the Clones, yeah. and then suddenly, and now she's just a crying pregnant woman. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I, I did like. I do like. I do like Hayden Christensen as like as Anakin. Like he's like he's the perfect like look of Anakin that you could ever think of. And uh, I mean, I did. I do not enjoy the acting that much, but it's it's watchable, and the plot is very is is has all the great moments you need. Um, I think the only two bits are the do it and <laughs> and do it, uh, do it, do it. and uh, do it. the the part when uh, he's like. No! Oh no, what a first line. Oh, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's definitely some big mistakes, no! but like, I just, I just really, really like the Order 66 sequence and everything that comes with that. And oh, yeah, sorry, another bit of news. Very sorry, very quickly. Uh, but the Bad Batch, the next, the first Star Wars animated show, no, the next Star Wars animated show premieres in August. And talking of Bad Batch, I love that era. Talking of that era, Revenge of the Sith. Boom, I can connect stuff. So yeah, Revenge is a very interesting era, and I just I just really do like this one a lot. I yeah I I can see its flaws like it has terrible uh, has some terrible acting terrible like it's not a very well made film, but I think just for the Order sixty six sequence I I enjoy this. 
Yeah, I am going to be honest. I watched it when I was like nine, so that does play in on the love of it because it was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> because like, but yeah. So I, 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 I don't like like if someone said if someone said, do you want to watch uh, episode three? I'll I'll say yes enthusiastically. I won't be like, uh, no, can we watch Rise of Skywalker? Like, <laughs> if anyone said that, I would just like, <laughs> what? Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think I, I'm always down to watch Revenge of the Sith. It's just a great, enjoyable thing. So yeah, um, number five, my personal favorite of the uh, prequels, um, uh, Phantom Menace. We finally, the, the introduction of probably the coolest character in all of Star Wars, Darth Maul. What a lad. I haven't oh, even. If you want to see cool Dark Maul, Lev, you I haven't. I haven't even seen the clone. Wait, I haven't even seen the Clone Wars and Rebels, and I love Darth Maul, which is. Oh, yeah, he is so, so cool in those shows. <laughs> he's so cool. Yeah. I mean, so, he's yeah. cool in Phantom Menace. Don't get me wrong, but he's way cooler in the shows. Yeah. So he yeah. Literally sieges um, Mandalore. He sieges Mandalore. That's the coolest thing. Yeah, I, I do. I do know that. So. Yeah, I'll probably get around to watching that in like five years, to be honest. Just but. watch the last. <laughs> I, I know everyone's gonna. If if if, if, if I, I'm sorry if I offend you, but just watch the last three seasons. No, so watch from episode, watch from season four, episode twenty-one, and you should be all right. <laughs> it's twenty-one episodes a season. No, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I uh, I like Phantom Menace. Um, I was quite a bit of reliance on CGI, but I mean. There's Qui-Gon Jinn. So what can you like that's my that's my favorite Jedi. He's my favorite Jedi, he Qui-Gon cool. Jinn. I think I've got thing... I've got a replica of his lightsaber, but red, not green. That is that is that's probably the that's probably like the rarest Star Wars merchandise in the world, like a, a mess up that happened for Lev's toy lightsaber that's red. Let's that's pretty cool. Plus, but yeah, about the CG also... about the relies on CGI. Like this film was revolutionary CGI wise. Like Jar Jar Binks, love him or hate him, I love him personally. Um, but Jar Jar Binks, like, he was the first full full CGI character ever, and like, like he doesn't look amazing, but he looks pretty decent. Like he doesn't look too bad. I say like way too much. I need to stop saying like. Uh, he, yeah, he looks pretty decent. I genuinely don't mind him. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean. I can see the over-reliance on CGI, but I also love, like, I also don't mind the CGI. Like, I enjoy the CGI of the film. And, yeah, the um, characters look pretty great, I'm, but the background's I'm, I'm, I'm all down for Dar- Jar Jar Binks. I mean, if you think of it, he could be Darth Plagueis or whatever. Exactly. So, uh, someone made Darth a... Jar-Jar, someone yeah. someone did a really good Photoshop job of, of Darth Jar Yeah, I know. Jar-Jar. I saw it. I saw it as well. Um, yeah, so if you didn't know, there's a theory... Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord, so um, go check that out when the episode's done. Uh, what is number four? Number four is sorry for that uh, late response. Number four is a New Hope, uh, episode four. I would place this a lot higher personally, but we went with Les' decision here. Um, I mean, it's the one that started it all, isn't it? Like, it's so good. <laughs> it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. Like everything about yeah, it is yeah. just awesome. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, the the lightsabers are a bit skinny but you know what who cares Um, if you want skinny lightsabers now if you watch rebels yeah yeah i know i know (laughs) i've heard that before (laughs) um but yeah i mean we've got the first hello there of all time we've got yeah yeah 
Oh, we've got that blue drink that Luke drinks on. Oh, Tatooine. the blue milk. Gotta love the blue yeah. milk. I promise. It's just, that, it's I just a classic. That. It's just a classic movie in it. Like, yeah. I think everything from the like, I, 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 I just, I just love how this movie introduces the world at a point when it's like not in a good place. Like, oh, I say like. So in in um <laughs> in um in so many other films. Uh, or stories, you get the, the 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 whole the whole story starts starts like in a good place, and then goes bad. Whereas a New Hope starts bad, like starts when the Empire is in control, and that is very interesting and sets up such a good trilogy. So yeah, I love the originals, as you can yeah, probably tell from our list. Even though the uh, even though the, like the the prop like not the prop the skate the models, uh, like I don't like. People, I, I guess some people would say that it's like not bearable to watch because of all the uh, bad Death Star breaking sequences and things like that. When oh, and it's great, I think. But I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Model, it's fun. It's model fun making is our oh, respect to model making. It's I watched a documentary on it recently. It's just so cool. Yeah. Especially the Lord of the Rings model makers. Oh wow! Bad. Yeah. Oh, Lord of the Rings is so good. Anyway, um, I think yeah. um. Yeah, it's just a great like. It's just it's just so it's just classic, and it? it's just so cool. I, I don't really have that much more to say about it. I think Darth Vader, obviously, very interesting villain. I just said I don't have anything more to say about it, but I do. Darth Vader, very interesting villain. Um, and Luke, I, I think he's a little bit whiny in this film, um, because George Lucas wrote the screenplay. Um, but I yeah, he he did definitely improve in the next films. But yeah, it's a bit whiny. But I mean, it's just it's just so good. Like, I, I think we need to stop talking about this one because like, we're kind of repeating ourselves. Well, I'm repeating myself anyway. It's just awesome. Like that's it's just awesome. It's just classic, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Um, number three. Personally, I like this film is just so like really good. We'd never saw an element to Star Wars like uh, like this side of Star Wars before. Rogue One. Oh, first what a Star film. Wars movie. Got one with the force forces with me guy. Oh, what a what a legend. Spoiler alert, everyone dies. It is just awesome. It's so good. It's, I mean... We... There has better, like, the, the last... The, the third act of this film is my fa- yeah. is probably my favourite 40 minutes of Star Wars. But there the, I think... a movie, a Star Wars movie, that leaves you... That, that, that leaves you sad at the end. All the other Star Wars movies... Well, Revenge of the Sith. You. Yeah, but that... It was also, like, cool at the same time. Yeah. So... So, yeah, so. but like, yeah, and like, it either leaves you really happy, like Return of the Jedi, or it leaves you really angry, like uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> uh, but, but Rogue One leaves you sad at the end. You love all the characters, you hate to see them die, and uh, great, great film. Um, yeah, it's sing? just, it's just like I think, yeah, as I said, the Battle of Scarif, the battle at the end, is probably my favorite battle star wars battle ever like it's, oh, it's so cool i and the all the character stuff is amazing i just think the only thing that lets this film down is the first half it's just a bit boring like that's my only problem with this film whenever usually when i watch it i skip the first bit i just obviously i mean i, I have watched it i have watched the whole thing many times so i do know it will but it's just i just want to get to scarif and then it's just absolutely mind-blowing how good it is but the rest, but the rest of it is not quite that standard. But uh, yeah, I think it kind of fills in a plot hole 
that wasn't that big. Like, not many people were going like, how did they get the desktop plans? But then we did, and we're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. just, just think, amazing. Yeah, it's got great. And, you know, the Darth Vader sequence. Oh, yeah. Yes. What, there's nothing to say about it other than is awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think that is number three on our, on our list. Uh, Rogue One. What is number two? Number two is Return of the Jedi, episode six. Um, the finale of the well should have been the finale of the whole Skywalker saga, I say, but uh, it's the finale of the um of the uh complete saga, as they call it on the Lego Star Wars game. So we'll go with that. The finale of the original George Lucas six films, uh, and I mean, personally, I probably prefer New Hope and Rogue One to uh, Return of the Jedi, but it's so like I just I just love Return of the Jedi. Like I think the first time I ever saw any Star Wars was actually with you, Lev, like ages ago. Um, you put on you put on Return of the Jedi somewhere. I can't remember where yeah. we were. I think I do. I do. I think okay. You you might yeah yeah. The thing is, Samuel is the diehard um, Star Wars fan, but I'm the one who introduced him to Star Wars. I used to watch Star Wars when I was like four years old. I would play. I would do lightsaber fights with my sister, watching The Empire Strikes Back. Um, using wooden swords i was okay i, was, I wanted I, to a, see this I'm, oh I'm i want to see this can you can you reenact can you re- when we see each other can you reenact that <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously <laughs> so yeah you, you might not think it but i did introduce samuel to star wars well i wouldn't OG quite say fan. that but i did first Ooh, watch it cash when i was near <laughs> you but i was kind of like oh i don't really like this jab of the hut guy he's scary <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> but yeah i but yeah i then so you didn't really yeah. introduce me to it, but yeah, yeah, I yeah, first I watched it when you were there, and that, yeah. and it was this film, and I remember seeing Jabba, and yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do I, like Jabba. I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be honest, the uh, what really, really plays in to the uh, thing that I would like about Return of the Jedi is the Jabba the Hutt stuff, where that he is awesome that sequence, like all of those, all the sequences in the third scene, in the in the thir- in the third uh, original trilogy movie, um, uh, with Jabba the Hutt or like it's all really good, and I I love how Luke gets a green lightsaber. That that's just awesome. I'm like it green awesome. lightsabers for life, and uh, so yeah, I think yeah, I like. I think and for me, I, 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 we finally see Darth Vader. We finally see Darth Vader without his uh, helmet yeah, that was on cool. after that was he really got cool. melted or whatever. And yeah, I think my favorite part about this film is the final battle. It's probably the best Star Wars space battle ever, or Scarif. As I just mentioned in Rogue One, those two are the best space battles. And it's just really, really like massive. Like you've got the A Wings, you've got the uh, TIE Interceptors, TIE Fighters, X Wings, uh, obviously the huge Death Star that's half broken that looks awesome. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just overall, this, I think this film's just massive. I don't, personally, I don't think it lives up to the, the original two. I just think it's, it's a little bit more sloppy. The Ewoks. I just wish they were the Wookiees. Like, as much as I like the Ewoks, they just should have been the Wookiees, really. That's what they were originally going to be. But then George Lucas was like, we can sell toys! And then sold toys. Um, but, uh, you know, um, I think, yeah, it's just, it is a really great film. Personally, I don't, I don't prefer it to the other two. But I think the spectacle and the, uh, the final battle, all the stuff in the throne room, is really, really awesome. Yeah, this is another movie. 
goes deep into the heart for me. I, I, I yeah, I watched it when I was small, and like <laughs> any movie you watch when you're small, plays into your opinion, and that's exactly. why I feel so strong for Return of the Jedi to get on the top, on the higher end of the list. So you actually so. prefer this to Empire, don't you? Personally, no. Uh, oh yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, but I do really, really love Return of the Jedi. So, uh, yeah. And uh, if you didn't guess it, number one, Empire Strikes Back, Samuel's favourite Star Wars movie. Probably my favourite Star Wars movie. I'd have to rewatch all of them again just in case my mind's changed. But what do you love about The Empire Strikes Back as our number one, Samuel? It's just like... I don't know. It's hard to. It's just awesome. Like everything about it is amazing. Like, one thing I, to say, the uh, poster of it looks pretty OP. It does. I've got. I've got one. I've got one hanging up to, next to Mister Stupid in my room. Um. Yeah. I, I. It's just. I think. It's kind of hard to explain why this movie's so good, but I think the dark. It's like much darker. You get more world building than the first one you start to kind of really understand what's going on in the world. You get, obviously, the I am your father reveal, much, a lot of stuff with Vader that's very, very interesting. And, um, yeah, it's just overall, it's just really awesome. Like, I just love every sequence of it. Hoth is awesome. Cloud City is awesome. Dagobah is awesome. Uh, what am I missing? Oh, yeah, that weird bit when they're in the monster's tongue bit is awesome. Uh, the... Everything, yeah, everything in Cloud City is amazing. And that lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader is so good. Like, I mean, actually, we didn't, as crazily, we didn't even mention Jewel of the Fates and the big lightsaber duel in um, episode three when we were talking about those films earlier. Um, but to be honest, this this fight, this lightsaber fight between Vader and Luke tops the bunch. I think it's my favorite lightsaber battle of all time. Just ending with the I am your father yeah, bit. It is really It's so cool. Yeah. And it's it's so nice you get a glimmer like it's very it's kind of a depressing film because everything starts to go wrong but you just get just a little glimmer of hope at the end when Luke and Leia are standing um in uh, on the space station um on the Nebulon uh, four I think no not uh, yeah Nebulon four I think uh, Nebulon V Nebulon something um something Nebulon the Nebulon yeah what the Nebulon V that... something yeah. Nebulon B <laughs> that's it, it. Nebulon B what? Yeah, Neb- Nebulon thing... B, EF-76, uh, <laughs> medical frigate. Yeah. One thing that I did always find weird as a kid was how Leia and Luke would kiss on the lips. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I mean, the, the, reason why, the reason why <laughs> is because they weren't planning on making Leia Luke's sister, and then they made it happen. And... Uh... Yeah, that was yeah, something it's also that kind of weird. me. And when I was small, I was like, is she dating Han or Luke? But Luke's a brother. I'm like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because there's a really funny Star Wars spoof by how it should have ended. Where, um, where, uh, where, um, so, you know, in Last Jedi, when Luke kisses Leia on the forehead, obviously, they, they, because they knew their, their yeah. siblings back yeah, then. Yeah. At that time. Um, there's uh, there's a spoof where so Leia says um at least it's not on the mouth this time and um <laughs> and uh and then three PO goes oh my have you actually kissed on the mouth and then Luke just uh, winks and goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
but oh it's so weird it is a bit weird but that doesn't detract yeah. from how good empire is it's just so good yeah yeah it's still pretty good uh, not pretty good really good uh so and i mean the whole thing of um han getting uh turned into what's it called um you know the car- carbonite frozen in carbonite carbonite yeah that is that is that is pretty cool so yeah what really else is there to say other than the empire strikes back it is awesome the best star wars movie yeah uh, so according to us our, that is yeah according to us so yeah that's our star wars ranking didn't the listeners give a few well yes they gave a couple a we got quick. one from joe and we got one from uh seth but we'll be quite quick because this is a very long episode very very long i've no idea how long it is but it's very long if you're listening still that's amazing thank you very much um so uh, from Joe, we've got an eleventh solo. I I know Joe quite well. He didn't even finish solo. Um, I don't really. I, I can see why it's kind of boring, but I do like it anyway. Tenth, Rise of Skywalker. I I agree, although I think it's eleventh. Um, so I don't agree. I don't know why I said that. Ninth, Last Jedi. Yeah, fair enough. Eighth, Force Awakens. I could see why you prefer Force Awakens to Last Jedi. Seven, Attack of the Clones. I fair enough. Phantom Menace. Fair enough. A New Hope. Fifth, fair enough. Fourth, Rogue One. Fair enough. Third, Revenge of the Sith, fair enough. Second, Empire Strikes Back, fair enough. And then first, Return of the Jedi. I know Joe quite well, as I said. He absolutely loves Jabba the Hutt. That's the only reason Return of the Jedi. What a lad. What a lad. What a lad. (laughs) Return of the Jedi is OP. So I'll give you I actually actually agree a lot. I I actually agree a lot with Joe's list. Mm. Yeah. One thing that... Okay, so Seth list. I feel like he either... Gave it to us backwards, or he uh, gave it to us the right way around as a joke. Um, yeah. Or he just so, has uh, crazy controversial views. Yeah, could or be that. He's just a completely controversial lad. So uh, he, from what we've understood, um, this might be wrong, 11, Seth. So very sorry yeah. if it is wrong, Seth. Very but this is what is. we understood. But this is Seth's hot take at the Star Wars series. So eleven, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Ten, Solo. Nine, Empire Strikes Back. Eight, A New Hope. Uh, seven, Phantom Menace. Six, Attack of the Clones. Five, Revenge of the Sith. Four, Rogue One. Three, Force Awakens. Two, Last Jedi. And number one, the best Star Wars movie of all time, Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> along with Mr. Bean's Holiday by... Obviously. Like, Mr. Bean's Holiday yeah. is the best of all time, but Rise of Skywalker's okay. up there. Yeah, I mean... I won't. I won't argue with you, Seth. I'm not going to argue with you, but I am kind of puzzled and wondering if this is a flip, if you accidentally put it in reversed. But if not, <laughs> but I, I won't. I won't judge. But uh, I, I, yeah, I won't. I won't hold it against you. So Seth, thank you very much, Joe and Seth, for doing that uh, on the Google form, and also Abigail for doing the um, uh, yes. poll as well earlier. Um, and, and giving yes. us an awesome. Um, franchise friendly yes really awesome yeah we're gonna do your franchise frenzy thing as well um abigail that was a really really good idea um so so, yes that yeah that's it from us yeah Uh, be sure to follow our instagram at the underscore cinema podcast join the discord server in the description and um Find us Watch brand movies. spanking new Twitter. We have a Twitter. I yes, set it up. Yes, we have Twitter, guys. If you this have Twitter, a bit ridiculous. Go, if you have go Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, head, head over to head over to the Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, Samuel's, Samuel runs the Twitter. I run the Instagram. 
we both are on the Discord. Yeah, we're so, both on the Discord. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and also if you if you uh, if you do if you are uh, yeah, so uh, on the Discord server there'll be a link to the poll, and if you do the poll, you get the rank of Benderlack on the um yeah. on the is, Discord channel. That is the best that director very, of all time, right there. Exactly. You should be honoured by that rank, guys. Yeah. So all you gotta do all the OGs, the all the poll guys, you get rank Benderlack. Exactly. So uh, yep, that's it from us. Episode sixteen of the Cinema Podcast. Yep. And um. Watch movies. And watch movies. Oh, wrong theme tune. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> keep that in. Please. Yeah, I'm keeping that in. I'm absolutely keeping that in. Okay. Yeah. That's, the, that's the right one. There cool. we go. And watch movies. Watch movies. <laughs> wow. Thank you.